As a child, he suffered and endured unimaginable, unspeakable abuse. He's here to tell his story, what happened, how it impacted him, and how it drives what he does today. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Law Enforcement Today Show is brought to you by 4Patriots.com. That's number 4Patriots.com. They offer the world's best survival food, the Patriot Power Generator 2000X and more. And right now, you can go to 4Patriots.com and use code LET to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order. Plus, free shipping on orders over $97 and a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4Patriots.com. That's a number 4Patriots.com. Use code LET to get 10% off off all right connecting with us from salt lake city utah area we have jimmy toro on the phone jimmy was sexually abused as a child and this is a really tough as nails conversation we're going to have he's here to talk about what happened how it impacted him his progress and most importantly how it drives what he does today his website jimmy Toro.com. That's spelled J-I-M-M-I-T-O-R-O.com. And he's also author of the book, Heal. Jimmy, thanks for being a guest on the show. Very much appreciated. Thank you for having me. This is a really tough conversation to have, and we, we have them all the time on the Law Enforcement Today show. I want people to understand this. I'm a retired police officer. I saw things that made no sense. I can't. I still can't wrap my head around some of these things. And we talk about child abuse. We talk about physical abuse, sexual abuse, where children are brutalized. I really cannot comprehend it. And I don't have a point of comparison. I can tell you from my experience investigating it, but that's the only reference I have. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, and uh, by the way, People love to throw out the term, hey, you know, uh, I'm a little messed up because of what my parents did or because of this and or trauma yeah. from my childhood. And I'm not yeah. I'm not here to fault that and say it didn't exist. However, a lot yeah. of people tend to use that. Your story yeah. is an extreme example of this, isn't it? I would say it is. Yes. Yeah. That's that's yeah. One, that's one way to say it. I, look, yeah. how, do you, how do you have a conversation about this without getting to the point where people freak out and say, I, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Well, it helps to understand a little bit about the levels of trauma and the levels of the perpetrators who do this to children. They basically are sadists, meaning they enjoy inflicting pain on other people, but they're worse than that. They're cowards. You know, they choose the little children to do this. Well, so they actually Children don't enjoy fight back. Children can't hurt Children them. don't fight back. When they're threatened, they don't say anything, and they can't fight back physically or mentally. Right, and for as, the most part, as a parent, it's my job to protect them. Uh, as a member of society, it's my job, 
my yes. obligation to protect them as well. Yeah. One yeah. of the things that, and people love to say, you know, you're kind of an old fashioned dad. You're kind of a strict guy. Well, yeah, my daughter's in her thirties now and, and they both turned out okay. But yeah. there were, there were a couple, I'll, I'll just paraphrase. There was a guy who called my house he was in his yeah. late 20s, and he called for my daughter, who was 15. And I was like, what's going on? She told me, and I grabbed the phone, and I told this guy, under no uncertain, uncertain terms, never call here again, and do not show your face anywhere near here. Yeah. Well, I would say there are, let, let, let's talk briefly about the different levels of abuse. You, you could have the classic father who beats his child, right? And then you could take it further and, and have the father who rapes his child. And that's a lot worse, definitely. And then you have the uh, ritualistic sadist abusers, sexual abusers, who organize into groups and they perform their rituals and this and that. And a big part of their ritual is literally sacrificing children. And they do this, and they are in our communities, and they hide. Many people ask me, well, if this is going on in my community, how come I don't know about it? Well, they are really, really good at hiding what they do and they covering it up. Well, you got to oh, be. Otherwise, be. you get discovered. And when you get discovered, it's game over. It's game over. That's for sure. And these these individuals are driven. They They are as addicted as a Coke addict would be addicted to cocaine. Uh, these pedophiles, these creeps, I, I i don't have enough awful words for them. They wake up every morning and they plot to steal, abuse, and often even kill your child. That's what thats what they do. And people have a hard time believing that, but its it happens a lot. And I was caught up in that kind of ring where another thing about abuse that's interesting is that if you're a little kid and you're abused by one of these abusers and right on the heels of that you have the opportunity to go to a place that's safe maybe an uncle abused you and you went to your mom and your mom provided the safety you can release that 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 trauma you don't have to carry with carry it with you because the number one thing a little kid wants when when abused is safety by far number one well if you don't have that, or your parents were your abusers, as in my case, you will hold all that trauma in into your whole system, and you may hold that for decades. In my case, decades and decades. And the the whole thing about CP, uh, PTSD, then uh, there's CPTSD. Um, it's it's not uncommon for men who who go through all that to literally have no memory of it. And then they're in their early fifties, it comes tumbling back with a vengeance and not just the memory comes back, all the fears, all the sights, all the sounds. Um, when, when you were little and you were abused horribly and you had that pan, that panic uh, attack that fight and flight, adrenaline rushing and cortisol rushing through your body, that all comes back. And it is horrific, and you feel every bit of it as an adult. It yeah. comes tumbling back, and you got to figure out how to deal with that. That's tough. Was, were you one of the people that you came to realizations you remembered stuff in your fifties, like you said? Well, yes, and 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 sometimes something can trigger when it comes back. Other times, like in my case, no trigger, no nothing, just bam. And uh, when when the memory started coming back. Yeah, they they came, they started trickling in. So also in my case is interesting is that for 14 years I had these physical episodes attack me and they were awful. I would be uncontrollably shaking like a massive panic attack. I'd feel like I was literally dying. 
and my heart would just be racing, my mouth would be dry, my whole body would be uncontrollably shaking, and I did have no memory of these. For 14 years, I dealt with these like two or three times a week, thousands of these. And then in my 15th year, so that started when I was 45, I'm almost 60 now, and last year, the memories came back, and for almost a year, most of last year, it was one memory after another, after another, after another. And man, they tear you apart physically. I mean, stress is bad for your body, yeah, period. It's horrible for uh, you. These, these are ultimate stress over and over and over. And by the time I got through a year of these, I, I was honestly, I was surprised I was still alive. My body was so weak, terribly weak. We're talking with Jimmy Toro. Jimmy, by the way, was sexually abused as a child. And we'll go into that in a few moments. And we'll talk more about how this impacted him, his journey, the progress he's made and how that drives his mission to help others today. His website is jimmytoro.com. It's J-I-M-M-I-T-O-R-O.com. And he's author of the book, Heal. When we return, we're going to talk more about this. And if you think predators don't exist, they do. And they wreak havoc and pain on people indiscriminately. And we're going to talk eventually about what you need to be on the lookout for as a parent, grandparent, or concerned citizen. This is Law Enforcement Day Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. January marked the third time a power station in North Carolina was damaged by gunfire. Authorities are saying the attack raises a new level of threat. Imagine a blackout lasting not days, but weeks or months. Your life will be frozen in time right at the moment the power fails. Lights over the country would go out, throwing people into total darkness. That's why having your own solar power is more important than ever. With a new Patriot Power Generator 2000X, you get a solar generator that doesn't install into your house because it's portable. You can take it with you, even use it inside, but it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, or even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4 and use code LET to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, including the Patriot Power Generator. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order. Plus, free shipping on orders over $97, and a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4 That's the number 4, Patriots.com, and use code LET to get 10% off. That's 4 Use code LET to get yours today. I am Meg Marie O'Rourke from Harmony with Food. Do you ever wonder what foods you should or should not be consuming based on your own unique needs? At Harmony with Food, we are now able to determine exactly what foods we should or should not be consuming through advanced testing. Test, don't guess is the motto at Harmony with Food's BioUnique Boutique program. It has never been easier than now to determine what food, drinks, and supplements you need for your individualized needs. Head over to harmonywithfood.com and click on the testing tab. Return conversation with Jimmy Toro on the Law Enforcement Today show. Jimmy was sexually abused as a child, and that's an understatement. Uh, we're here to talk about his journey, what happened to him, the impact on him, how he made progress, and most importantly, how it drives what he does today to help others. His website is jimmytoro.com. That's J-I-M-M-I toro.com. And he's also author of the book, Heal. One thing I got to revisit, Jimmy, with you is 
predators. When we talk about human predators or predators in the wild, what they do is they pick on either elderly, infirmed, sick, injured, or young. Because, let's use lions as an example. A lion won't pick on a healthy gazelle because if a gazelle kicks and breaks his jaw, it's a death sentence for the lion. So many of these predators, many of these sexual sadist predators, deliberately target children because children can't fight back and can't harm them. Am I wrong on that? Oh, you're, you're more than right on that. And they are masters at it. I mean, they, for instance, the, these, these creeps will show up at a mall and they will sit there and watch little kids walk by and they know which kids are vulnerable. They know which kids are looking down, possibly look depressed, possibly look like they don't have a, a good home life and et cetera. They'll even use kids their own age. They'll, they'll pay another 14 year old boy, let's say uh, money to go befriend a certain kid to entice that kid. They entice them with money, with opportunities, modeling opportunities. They are so clever. They have all these tricks of getting to these kids online. Uh, if, if I mean, if if you're a parent and you have a ten year old kid and you give that kid unlimited access to the internet on their phone, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my and, day, and you they, and I had to worry about uh, the, the the person down the street or the the guy with the van. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of times it's someone we know, someone very close to us that that does these sorts of things. Nowadays, yeah. we've got those same concerns, but we really have. The internet, games, chat rooms, all that stuff that people need to be aware of. Yes, yeah, yeah. So li- limiting your kids' access access to that is a really smart idea. You know, people also need to know that uh, in 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 so much abuse, most of the time, the the child who's abused is abused by somebody they know. You know, a parent, an uncle, a friend of a, a friend of a parent, etc. Like a high ninety percent. And so the other thing about kids in this type of abuse is if a kid says that they're being abused or treated wrong, they are right. Do not doubt them. They don't lie about this kind of stuff. And yet the abuser tries to get that kid to lie, to say, well, this is a special bond we have just between you and I. You can't tell anybody. And uh, often, believe it or not, often it's grandparents in the kid's life who, who discover this. Yeah, and one of the things you just said that really is important, and we were trained this from the very beginning days of the Academy. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure what age it was. I'm going to paraphrase. Let's say below the age of 12. Children yeah. don't think sexually. They When, when no. they tell you things like this happen, it's almost a guaranteed sign that it did. Yes. Yeah, and they talk about it matter-of-factly sometimes. Like, this is normal if it happens a lot. It's awful. It, it's and well, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. By the way, my wife and I are watching a show on, I believe it's Investigation Discovery or A and E or one of them. Uh, it's called yeah. Underage Undercover, and the whole premise yeah. of the the show is they're going after adults who target children for sexual gratification, and it's all online. Yeah. And some of these are they're married, a lot of them. They uh, yes. are military, they're uh, every walk of life, and they're actually yes. driving to meet 12, 13-year-old girls and boys to have sex with them. And that's, yeah, that's, that's where they usually arrest them. Before that, it's getting the evidence they're committing crimes. That's very interesting because in, in, a, in any given community, I, I can 
without proving this, I, I can almost guarantee you that that there definitely are predators in your community. It's not how many, it's it, or if, or this kind of thing. They are there. In my in my town, in the last year, a, a mayor got busted for this. An ex attorney general, a coach at a high school, a soccer coach, etc. Just a few weeks ago, uh, a guy had opened a gym for t- teaching young kids g- gymnastics, and he got busted. He had cameras hidden in the bathrooms. These creeps, they. Another thing to know about them is they gravitate towards youth and kids. Right. They will become employees at orphanages. They will work and they will they will become coaches. They will gravitate towards uh, youth positions at churches. They go where the kids are, and so if, whatever group your kid is out there in the world, be really careful that these predators might be part of the organization that your kids go to. And I don't want people to look. I, there's a lot of things I didn't talk about as a cop to my yeah. now ex-wife, Jimmy, because I didn't want people to really be afraid of the, the threats out there. And number one, number two, they were already worried about me to begin with. But uh, sometimes yeah. the boogeyman live right next door to you and they're capable well, of doing do. really horrible, horrible things to people. I, I got to ask this. And when you're talking earlier about these yeah. predators, the, the picking on children, targeting children, the first thing yeah. I thought of was Adam Walsh disappearing and his father and for people who don't think this occurs you i don't know what's gonna be a wake-up call you got to be aware that it happens daily across the united states well the other thing to note about this too is that many of these predators organize in crime rings and so for instance if you have a a person opens up a brothel and their customer comes in pays them money and so they can go have sex with with a prostitute well these type of same organizations exist with children Uh, these creeps these pedophiles can go in and they can order let's say a four-year-old blonde boy or a six-year-old asian girl well these kids who are part of these rings, they a girl could literally get raped thousands of times over years and years and years, and then either either get worn out. Sometimes they kill the kids, and so the kids are coming into the into their evil organizations. Some age out, or etc. So they need to con- they need to continually replenish their stock of kids for these creeps. And they're on the lookout in your community right. to find a kid to replenish their stock. It's a business. And if you Awful. think it, it doesn't happen here, just imagine. Yeah, it everywhere. Uh, well, let's just use a, a different country's example, Thailand. And yeah. it's a known industry that's been going on for decades. We had yes. guests on a husband and wife team. There were missionaries that got involved in doing this undercover work, helping the Royal Thai police because it was yeah. such an issue. And here's the here's the thing, Jimmy. We just don't talk about these things, uh, and we never really get a chance to talk to an individual who's been through this that yeah. can carry on a conversation and, and talk about it in a way that you have been. And we're going to go into Jimmy's story in a moment. I want to caution you. Jimmy has has agreed that he's not going to be really graphic about it, but it involves extreme abuse. Uh, it had a tremendous impact on him later in life, and he hit yeah. a point where he had to make some hard choices 
about how to make progress and develop the life he wanted. We're talking with Jimmy Toro. His website is Jimmy, J-I-M-M-I, Toro, T-O-R-O.com. He's also author of the book, Heal. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. Don't go anywhere. I promise you, we'll be right back. There's only one official Facebook page for the show. Do a search on Facebook for the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show and be sure to click like. What do you get when you combine social audio with social media all in one free app? It's called Breakout. Get it at letbreak.com. There's a free version for your iPhone and Android devices. Be sure to follow John J. Wiley of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Use a profile at LET Radio Show. Get it for free at letbreak.com or at the App Store and Google Play. Return to our conversation with Jimmy Toro on the Law Enforcement Today show. Jimmy was sexually abused as a child tremendously and his graphic had a profound impact on him throughout his life. He's here to talk about what happened, how it impacted him, his progress, and his mission today. I'll give you a hint. You can get details on the website, jimmytoro.com, J-I-M-M-I-Toro.com. Jimmy, without going knee-deep in the weeds, uh, and tell us your story uh, from start to finish. You bet. So I was, as a young kid, I was I was caught up into in, in a ring of ritualistic sexual abuse, adults, pedophiles, creeps. These are adults who organize in 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 some sort of ritualistic, evil religion, satanistic type of organization. If you think of like uh, Ku Klux Klan, where they all they all wear their white robes and they do their rituals around the cross and burn it, et cetera. Well, you know. These are the same kind of folks who do similar things in their twisted uh, traditions, let's say. And uh, they organize and they have their uh, meetings and they they literally do sacrifice children and they literally do abuse children and they do it because they love it. Now, from a one way to understand this possibly is many of these rings worship who they call Satan. Whether you believe in Satan or not, they worship their Satan. And Satan's enemy, let's say, is God. And so they reason often that, well, the one thing we can do to upset God the most is to harm what is most valuable to God as they see it, and that would be little children. And so if they harm little children, they feel, okay, this is upsetting God our arch enemy the most. Now, I believe in some of that, but I also believe it's a little bit of a cop-out. I believe they are hardcore addicted to abusing children. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm I inclined to agree with you realm. because I think it's... Uh, and when we do, talk about murders, for example, most murderers yep. I dealt with would say, oh, it was an accident. I didn't mean to kill him. They always find a way uh-huh. to, to lessen their impact. So when they have an explanation, yep. somehow it makes it in their mind less intense. It's still intense. It's yep. still harmful. Yeah, so they, they use their rituals, their robes, their, their all this kind of stuff, in my opinion, just kind of as a front to do their deviant deeds, let's say. And so as a kid, I was caught up in that. And from about age three to about age eight, I, I went through hundreds and hundreds of these awful traumatic tortures. Uh, I was buried alive once in a coffin. Well, why would they bury a kid and torture a kid in a coffin, get in there and then shut the lid on the coffin and proceed to bury it? Well, because they find more joy 
out of these extreme tortures, and they get they 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 get off on doing these imaginative, crazy things to kids. And what makes it even more twisted is if if you're that little kid as I was, and and you're pounding and screaming, and you pretty much exhaust yourself like you're you're gonna die, and then they open the lid, right? Well, what do you see when they open the lid? You they you see adults laughing at you. That's just twisted beyond twisted. And they they do kill kids. They're just horrific stuff. They will they will often target a family of kids and only choose maybe one kid out of the family, maybe two if it's a large larger family. There were ten kids in our family. Me and my sister went through this. It's, well, why would they do that? Well, because if I say something or my sister says something, but all the rest of the siblings say, no, this didn't happen to me, well, we don't become very believable, do we? No. It, it's They're a protection mechanism. It, it's it's a way exactly. Hey, here here's I I gotta interrupt because sure so much of what you're saying it, it strikes at the heart of our brain and goes I can't I can't wrap my head around this and I told people earlier right. on as a retired police officer I saw a lot of horrible things I can't understand this I do yeah. I do recognize what you're saying and one of the things yeah. that people need to understand is. When it comes to sexual offenders, rapists, yeah. it is a violent crime, and it yeah. is less about sex, it's more about domination and controlling and manipulating and harming another person. Yeah, a pedophile once was it was interviewed once, basically said, he says, I am the master manipulator, meaning I manipulate kids and I manipulate adults. He says, I was a father, a brother, a son, et cetera a husband, and nobody knew that I was sexually turned on by five-year-olds. And that's, they are, that's just stomach-wrenching right there, hearing that conversation. It, it, absolutely, and they, and they will talk about a child or a kid no different than they talk about a ham sandwich. And Well, the ham sandwich is an object that fulfills my need when I'm hungry. And this kid is an object that fulfills my need when I want to dominate, control, and sexually get off in this twisted way. And they, they kill the victim quite often because it's they a limiting do. evidence and it's a limiting possible testimony against themselves. And they, that happens with adults and children alike. It does. It absolutely does. They, they, well, they kill them for that reason, but they also kill them for um, they enjoy the kill. They enjoy yeah. the blood. There's uh, when, when a kid gets, or even an adult, but these kids, they get absolutely frightened. Adrenaline rushes through their blood, and if any of you or your audience have heard of adrenochrome, you start starting to hear some of that now come out in the news. It's it's adrenaline-laced blood, and some of these sickos actually drink the blood, and they get get a certain high out of it. So if they could torture that kid and get that adrenaline going in that blood, and then drain the blood and drink it, it's Jimmy, how so does sick. how does someone go through like this and then pick up the pieces and say, okay, I've got to live my life, and this is not the life I want to have. Uh, well, that's a great question. You know, unfortunately, many adults who've been through this uh, become hardcore addicted to alcohol, drugs, pornography, et cetera. Many become suicidal, homeless. Uh, many of them go, it, it ruins their whole lives and then they die. And it's so, so sad. And it kind of makes sense that if you're a little kid abused this horribly by this many years by your parents, you have no safety to go to, your body literally will shut that in and store it. And you will suppress all that memory, most likely for decades. And in my case, it, it, it all came out in my literally last year, 59 years old. 
and uh, I had to deal with that. And we can get into, you know, how do we deal with this type of trauma? If you, if you want, well, to go I'd like there. to. I, I want to ask you a question before we do that. Yeah, Hollywood sure. portrays that uh, victims who go through childhood sexual abuse, they wind up being troubled kids. They're teenagers. They're breaking the law. They're in in with bad crowds. Whatever it might be. Was that the situation for you, or were you like a straight shooter? It was not the situation for me. I have no idea why I did not get addicted to all kinds of things and get in all kinds of trouble. I have no idea why. I'm so grateful I didn't because I have so many friends. I have friends who have been abused, too, because it's my story. And as I get out, I get to meet people who have been through similar situations. And most of them were not as lucky as I. Most of them are really troubled. Most of them have really horrible horrible lives and yes they do the the one thing i wanted to get at and I, i'm not asking you to pat yourself on the back although there's a temptation to do that so many people right. believe and this is one of the things we'll talk about when we return they believe yeah. well, the warning signs you need to look out for is changes in behavior all of a sudden running with a rough crowd all of a sudden involved in using drugs alcohol in trouble yeah. grades the whole nine yards what we yeah. want to talk about is yeah, that does happen with some kids who are sexually abused, but not everybody. And we want to talk more about not Jimmy's everybody. story. And we turn this is the Law Enforcement Day Show. We're talking with Jimmy Toro. He was sexually abused as a child, and it, it, it's really graphic and it's really long term. He's here to talk about the impact on him, his journey, his progress, signs people need to wear of, and his mission today. His website is jimmytoro.com, J-I-M-M-I-Toro.com. It's spelled T-O-R-O. He's also author of the book, Heal. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What is the Haunting or Not podcast? It's a free podcast that takes a different approach to ghost stories, hauntings, and cases of demonic forces. Husband and wife podcast hosts mix comedy, facts, and a healthy dose of police evidence skepticism to help you decide. Are these hauntings or not? Helping you decide what's real and what is fake or an overhyped exaggeration. From world-famous cases to lesser-known reports, they talk about them all in the Haunting or Not podcast, available for free on most podcast platforms. Or do a Google search for Haunting or Not podcast. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by special guest Jimmy Toro. Jimmy was sexually abused for years as a child. He's author of the book Heal, and it's spelled H-E-A-L. His website is jimmytoro.com, J-I-M-M-I-Toro.com. Jimmy, I really appreciate you talking about this because there's no polite way to have this conversation, and you've handled it all very, very well. What I really, we talked about towards the end is the, the, the stereotypical signs we look for of sexual abuse with children. And that wasn't the case for you. What are some of the things that people, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, concerned neighbors need to be aware of? Uh, yeah, it, uh, what happens to these kids is, is they, they tend they tend to close up. And if, if, they're, if something happens to them and, and, and they do not have a place for safety to release it, they will store it. And they will, they will close in. They often become troubled kids. They often 
take like 90 degree turns. They're, they seem happy and life is good and the socialization with other kids is normal. Then just kind of out of the blue, all that stops. And you, you can see these early signs. And also another thing to note, if you're thinking that your kid may have been abused or this, uh, realize that the possibility is that your kid was 90 some percent was abused by somebody that kid that kid knows. So, so think of family members, relatives, friends that come over. Start there, and and, and that'll get you some progress. Well, when they say that, if you think it, it usually happened, uh, and and trust what they yeah. tell you. Especially younger child, yep. the more truthful they are because their minds just don't work like that, and and they don't. They think do not things. lie about this stuff. No, what's the old saying, Jimmy? People don't pretend to be upset and disturbed they pretend to be happy uh, and when children start talking about being sexually abused uh, they'll use terms that work for them but they don't come up with that on their own they got they got no. exposed to something by somebody yeah yeah believe the kids definitely believe and protect them, them. Uh, oh yeah make sure it doesn't happen anymore and with your story we, we know that was not the case because involved your parents at what yeah, stage exactly. in your life did you really start being impacted this and saying, I got to do things differently? I need help. Well, when all these uh, memories started coming back in my adult years, like I mentioned earlier, it comes back with a vengeance. It is the most awful thing. There's, there's a lot of different opinions from different professionals about how to heal from this kind of stuff. There's people who talk about body work, see a psychiatrist, uh, yoga, this or that, breathing techniques, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you, you, you've got to figure out how to heal. And in my case, the way I healed was um, I was able, with the help of a great psychiatrist, I was able to, to literally go back to those memories. Now, imagine if, you, if you're like a bus driver, they adult you, and there's like 100 little U's on your bus. And each one of those little U's represents a moment in time when that little boy, in my case, was actually abused. There could be hundreds or thousands, depending on how many years and how often it happened. You literally have to go back to each one of those traumatic episodes, which I did, and you have to find that little you in the act of being abused, and you have to figure out the emotion. What was that little kid feeling? Was it scared? Was it suffocation? Was it lost? And you got to connect with that. And when you do, you will feel every bit of it as an adult. And it is awful. And you have to go to that little person and you have to help that little person find safety. It's literally rewriting the story. It's literally changing the past. And it's magical and it's wonderful and it works. It almost seems like it doesn't work because it's so magical. But you can go back to that little child and you can help that little child find safety. Get get out of the place. Uh, maybe the little kid wants a sword, can fight back. Maybe the kid wants to just be, you know, taken up to a room that's floating above the earth or whatever the kid wants to imagine. Uh, in many cases, uh, the little me would, uh, you know, want to freeze the perpetrator who was grabbing grabbing me. In one case, I was grabbed in this one room, going to be taken to another room, and I knew what was going to happen to me in the other room. Did not want to go, and and these adults were just screaming at me, grabbing me, and and to change the narrative, I that little kid shocked me, and he and I escaped out of that out of out of there, let's say, 
and we found safety, and there was no revenge or anything. It was just a solemn moment. Sometimes I would help that little kid just leave out a side door when nobody was looking, just walk for miles and miles and miles hugging that little boy because that's all he wanted. And how old were you when you started this process? Well, so when the memories came back, I was 59. And uh, I figured out how how to how to do this process. It, it didn't just happen overnight. It took took a bit of figuring out. And sometimes going going to find that that trauma, that traumatic that kid being traumatized. Let's say sometimes that was really hard to do. Sometimes other times I found the kid right away. And and each time that kid found safety, uh, it surprised me. I I didn't go as an adult with a preconceived idea what this kid should do to find safety, but I whisper in his ear, what do you want to do? Once, once these other adults were grabbing him and he wanted to freeze him and that, this female grabbing me, just, she literally just froze like in a block of ice. Sounds magical, but it works. I I have a feeling that this would be extremely frightening for the patient to go through. Oh, it is. And, And I think many people don't, don't heal because it requires that you go back to that awful event, awful event that happened to you and feel everything. It is, it is, it is awful, awful. And many people don't, you know, it, most people in life don't march towards pain. Now do that. No, I, look, I'll be the first one to tell you, I, I look, I've been through enough. I don't want to vi- voluntarily revisit stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well, you got to in my case. In yeah, case yeah I like think this. you do. I, I think, and knowing your case is a lot more extreme than mine, one of the things I had yeah. to learn how to do was I had to learn how to accept that these things happen and that yes. I survived them and I did the best I could. And that's yes. part of my DNA. It doesn't mean I'm where I want to be. It means I can accomplish great things in spite of. I want to yes. change direction a little bit because I know a lot sure. of your life as an adult now is driven by what you went through. Tell us yes. uh, what you do. Well, I'm an artist. I've been an artist, painter, oil painter full-time my whole life. And I've recently started a a nonprofit called Rescue 11, rescue11.org. And our purpose is to go into communities and make communities aware that these creeps are right in their community. Uh, We we set up clubs at high schools, and the high school kids run these clubs under our direction. And... uh, and they connect with different people in the community, law enforcement, legal, political, religious, social, therapists, other nonprofits, uh, in, in an effort to make the community aware that, that the tactics of these predators and the fact that this is going on right under their noses. And that's the whole purpose of Rescue 11. And that's what I spend my time between being an artist and doing that. And your website, jimmytoro.com, is that primarily about your art and your book? It is. Yes, it is. Well, it seems to me that you got a lot of talent. Number one, I can't write for nothing. I try. I really do. <laughs> but sitting down and writing a whole book, forget about it. I thought I'd, I always thought when I retired from police work, I'd do one of two things write the great American novel and open yep. an Irish pub, one or the other or both. And I didn't okay. do either one. So your website is jimmytoro.com. That's spelled J I M M I toro.com. You're also author of the book Heal. When I say Heal, is that your healing journey? Is that what it's about? 
It is. The book, the beginning book talks all about trauma, how it works, how it operates, how to deal with it, etc. The last half of the book is, I went through hundreds of these, but the last half is 22 stories of, of me actually, what happened to me, how I went back into it, and how I healed from it. And very quickly, how would you describe your life today? I am so fortunate, having gone through that, that I have an opportunity to reach out. If I can rescue one kid or warn one parent, I will, I will have lived a fulfilled life. And the one thing you would tell every parent, we, other than if your child tells you this, listen to them, believe them, what would be the one thing you'd tell them in closing? I would tell every parent that right in your community, it is highly likely that these predators are hiding right in plain sight, plotting to hurt and harm and even steal and kill your child. It's Jim- not an overstatement. I, I agree with you 100%. Jimmy Toro, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. I appreciate it. Your website, jimmytoro.com. That's spelled J-I-M-M-I-T-O-R-O.com. Again, thanks for being a guest on the Law Enforcement Today's show. Very much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for helping get the message out. I really appreciate that. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.